Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. So live on a Tuesday edition of the program, I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. I love this hoodie, this lightweight hoodie you're in right now. Not on. Oh, yeah? There you go. There it is. There you go. All right. That's nice. It almost Thank looks you. like one that you would have made because it's so perfect. Rarely do you see a hoodie with that. T- but clearly not, and nor would I ever anticipate that. But it almost feels like a custom job because it is such a nice, it's light a great layer. Yeah. The material looks sensational, and you don't have the bulk that comes with typically with a hood. No, it's like it feels a like super soft T-shirt. May I feel is, it? it? May you please? Oh my gosh! It almost feels like a uh, like an homage or a GB artwork, right? Or one T-shirt, of those but t-shirts. just in a thin sweatshirt, a thin a, a T-shirt hoodie. Yeah, I like that. Thin, That's really thin, nice. Yeah, really very very nice. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Can't say that about out there. Ugh. So here's the news. The countdown's on. Okay. Okay. Give us one week. And then I feel like we're going to be okay. And I hate it. I, I listen. Cinco de Mayo. Love Cinco de Mayo. I'm excited for the sixth. I know you're getting. You've got a a, a vacay coming up, so you're going to get out of this no matter what. But I'm hoping to maybe get some golf in on the sixth, maybe the seventh. No, not chance. looking good. Oh my God! But, it's 94, 93 percent chance this weekend. Stop, stop. Of rain. No. I mean, it's just uh-uh. a slog. Something's got to change. But then look at next Tuesday. And then you've got the one nice day over over the weekend is Mother's Day. You can't get a hall pass on Mother's Day. No. Of course not. Look what happens next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I will return from uh, Southern California Tuesday night. And receive. And then be received with. Yeah. High high to mid-70s the following week. Yeah. With little to no chance of rain. That's right. So we just have to get through this. We just got to get through this. But maybe we'll get a break. Maybe Friday will be better than what we're hoping for or what we're expecting currently, which is not good. We're not expecting anything good, but I want it to be good. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of rain, buddy. I mean, this, you got Cinco de Mayo Thursday. <sighs> great Kentucky day. Derby Saturday. Oh, my. Mother's Day Sunday. It's usually great weather on the day of the Kentucky the day, Derby. When I took my dad uh, for his 60th birthday, um, it, it was straight slop. Straight in the mud, um, and it was brutal. It was brutal. Now, I had, um, knowing this and knowing that my lovely mother, God rest her soul, was going to be involved, I wanted to be undercover. So I paid, I want to say, I want to say like 500 a ticket. Jeez. Uh, sit in a box at Churchill Downs, which could very straightforwardly be described as a box of two-by-fours. Uh, old wood two by fours, metal folding chairs, and a 12 inch TV that we shared with about four other like boxes. In fact, I don't even think just the four of us were in the box, which was no bigger than your side of the desk. I want to say there were six people in the box. So two people we didn't know were in this tiny box with us. Uh-huh. And I remember just thinking there are two ways to do the Kentucky Derby. You either go straight steerage and have the time of your life in the middle and get mucked and, Let's go. and have all the cocktails and be in the sure. middle and see nothing and have party, or you got to go ultra wealth. No middle class with the Derby. You go ultra wealth upstairs, you're in Millionaire's Row. That's it. There's nothing in between. The in between is death. It's, it's, it's death. rotten. Yeah, it's too grand. You can't see anything. And it's. So, wait a second. You couldn't even see the track? 
Yeah, you could, but I mean, it was there's a huge overhang, so really all you could see was like probably a fifty. I don't know, a fifty yard stretch. Like we were right by the finish line, so you got to see if they finished like right near us, just past it, so you could see that. Sure. So you could kind of see that, but as soon as they make the turn, they're gone. You don't see them, and then you don't see them again until they come around the corner. Um, you really couldn't see anything. Why? Well, it's a big track, so the only only way you can see it is if you're way up. Just like NASCAR. Have you ever been to like any NASCAR IndyCar races or anything like that? I can't Luck, say that I have. Lucky you. No, they're fun too. But I bet like, they're great fun. You really, they're really better on TV because you can see everything. Or you got to be high enough up. You're talking about a two-mile track. Sure. You, a mile and a half track. you got to be up high enough to where you can see everything is the only way. Sure. The same is true of Churchill Downs. Wow. I do think the mint julep is underrated. It's a refreshing delight. It is a delightful treat. It's a delightful yeah. treat. Yeah. And they serve them with like sonic ice. So it's like a slushy like that pretty smart on their part too because you get a little hydration uh with it so there's that and then uh so we have all those things to look forward to this week it's gonna be fun (laughs) cinco de mayo in california for me it's gonna be great feel like that'll be a win how could it not be feels like it yeah gonna be hot but it's in the brochure the Browns are. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Were you, were you sympathy? No, yeah. not at all. It's going to be pouring rain here. I know it. It's going to be ninety-seven. Warm. That um, is warm. Yeah, rather warm. I got it. By the way, you guys will both love this. This was. This is. I want to read this verbatim because this is an actual alert. That this is an actual alert that I got from my weather app. Okay. Okay. Human remains found, or human remains stuffed in barrel found. Las Vegas. More bodies are expected to turn up as water levels decrease. You're exactly right. Like and the bar- remains are estimated to be four decades old. Four decades. So there's going to be a lot Bugsy of mob, Siegel. A lot of mob bodies popping up. Popping yes. up in cans. Wait, when did we I just think that? it's that an, that last yesterday. Night? Or right, right after, after the, the show. show. Right after the show, yeah. yeah. I just I think it's alert. amazing that it's Incredible like alert. the line is like more bodies are expected to turn up as water levels decrease. Are they, or is someone no, being sent out to collect them late at night? I feel like night? they know that. I feel like it is. That wasn't, it's known. That's not it said is known. With, from pure speculation. No. I mean, and this isn't from like a news service. This is from AccuWeather. It came originally from it's the amazing. Las Vegas Police Department. Was the original Many more to come. Issuer. Expect many more. Many more. Come. So do you think we're going to maybe get like to the bottom of some great unsolved mysteries? Do you think a, a disappearance have- of people... We've would think to, it would right? be in play if anybody wanted to look into it. If you were yeah. looking into, I mean, you want to know who's because casinos based on a true story. That was based on a true story. Take people so. out to the desert. I'm saying, don't you want to know who? I want to know. I'm curious. Yeah, I wonder how many people are. You know, like is Bugsy Siegel right? How many know. great people of consequence do we not know where whatever happened to him? What happened all to him? Bottom period. of Lake Mead. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty stunning. incredible one. All right, we uh, made a move yesterday afternoon signing tight end Marcus Santos Silva. We'll use the word tight end loosely because he's never been that, in fact. He's a basketball player, um, a two-year basketball career at Texas Tech, uh, a lot of points, athletic dude, did not play high school football, which is a pretty interesting thing, but 6'6", 261, and that works. Apparently he had an interest in it. I mean, yeah. do you, or do you think maybe the Brown? I, I don't even know. I'm curious to know how this came to be. So that's what I said this morning was how does he get – in front of NFL people to the point of saying, I'm interested in pursuing this. Like, does or he put it, together a tape? Is it, was he discovered? Remember, because we had Doris and Doris, who did he discover? Who was the guard? Um, the, the tight end? The tight end, Demetrius Harris. Demetrius Harris. He found him playing basketball. Same Fels, Fels got and discovered Fels, that way because yeah. of his brother. Right. So did like, did Santos Silva put a tape together? How did that 
come together. These are questions that need answering. And yeah. hopefully we'll get an answer like that at some point. I will give you this because I can't say that I was dialed into Texas Tech hoops. And may, perhaps you were. I watched him play once this year, and I don't recall him. My buddy Todd Derry says, quote, As a Big 12 hoops junkie, I can tell you that Santos Silva is one bad beep dude. Can totally see him being a solid NFL tight end, especially as a blocker. So he's got a mean, he's got a mean with streak. A mean streak. <laughs> plays with a mean streak. You love that. Love a, a big guy. I mean, he's going to be athletic, and he's 6'6", 261. Yeah. Because the irony is that's a big human being in the world of just at any world other than in big-time basketball. 6'6", 261 big-time basketball means that you're – You better be a guard, buddy, because you got to shoot. But you're probably not. But you're probably not at 261. Yeah. So you're an undersized – Four. Yeah, the, these guys, um, what's interesting now with name, image, and likeness in college sports, like there's a kid that won National Player of the Year at Kentucky, Oscar Shibway. So he was probably a border – he's probably a second-round pick, maybe a borderline late first. He's going to make more money next year at Kentucky playing for Kentucky than he would have had he gone pro. Yeah. And it's all above board now. And now That's people are getting happening. paid to transfer. That happened at USC, yeah. There was yeah. a receiver that won the Bolitnikoff Award who was incentivized to go to USC – the, the hard thing is, is these money. Is that this, Addison? Yeah. The money is thrown around like I saw $3 million in a house and all of this. None of that's verifiable because this is all done through these collectives, which are just nonsense. Um, but so who knows what the number really is. But nevertheless, he was under no incentive to transfer. Very happy with his time at Pitt. Just won the award. And instead, is going to go play at USC. So schools that have the biggest booster networks with the most money are going to be able to just buy everybody they want. Yeah, here's the problem though, and this is this is why right now it's a, there's a lot going on, and I don't think any of anything's changed at this point in terms of the hierarchy of college football right now. It's the rich say rich, like that hasn't changed. But what has changed is you can fix quick fix. So like USC is was garbage and has been since Pete Carroll left. They are immediate. They went and got Lincoln Riley. They got Caleb Williams, the number one quarterback from last year, who was at Oklahoma. Now he's there. They get this receiver. They they were able to flip on the fly. Yeah. So they will be good next year. USC will be good next year, which normally that takes a several recruiting classes. Now you can go right away because right, you can just poach everybody in college basketball. It's happening. Everybody who's yeah. good it feels like everybody who's really really good at a mid major or a small school is yeah. going right to the big schools. That's exactly. So right. even if they got the recruiting wrong, now you have an opportunity to rectify that in real time in college right now nobody know this is the one thing that's interesting though is if you are big state you and you're used to a donor giving you money for facilities and so forth and in exchange for that that big donor then has his name on a scoreboard on a court on a building well now does it make more sense for that donor to give his money to a collective to procure talent but there is not the certainty of my name's on a building sure but it's you something could be like, that's my guy. I, that's my I, guy. I brought him here. I brought him here. But what if he leaves in a year? Because you can't contractually tie them to anything. Yeah. These kids can all leave if, at any point. They're not obligated by anything. So it's truly the Wild West. This is what's going on at Penn State and South Carolina. I think this is interesting. Athletes are working for the collectives. So let's say Spencer Rattler, the quarterback at, at South Carolina who transferred to Oklahoma, was the number one dual threat kid a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. He is working for the collective, and he's doing advertisements saying, hey, Nathan Zagura, why don't you donate $100 a month to this collective? And then that collective is paying him. Mm. 
That's what's happening. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good business yeah. model. Yeah. There was an episode of It's Why Always Sunny in Philadelphia. By the way. I have no idea. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they did that with Patty Bucks. <laughs> like, remember that, Kimmy? <laughs> I do. I can't remember. God, I Max, love that show. Max idea, somebody's idea where we'll just come up with our own currency and we'll give it to them and they'll pay us and it'll come back to us. David Buster. Is. is that what That's, Well done, Paulus. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic. God, that's yeah. So that's what's happening. That's college sports right now. There's going to come a point where there, or you're going to be able to make more money playing college football than you would be able to as a third round pick in the NFL or second round yeah. pick in the NFL. No, that's, I believe it's, that's happening here. Yeah. Yep. That's what's happening. Perry and Winfrey, by the way, yep. our good friend tweets out. I had no clue. Browns fans were this crazy. Welcome brother. Welcome. Welcome. More to come. I mean, this guy <laughs> is already – he is the by far – okay, and I don't know if this is true for you as well or you, Gibbe. When somebody asked me about the Browns since, since that Saturday, yeah, the first person they asked me about is Perry Ann Winfrey. By, like, if they're active in social media, for sure. That is the first person. They're like, is that guy yeah. – is, is he the real deal? Is that guy mm-hmm. – was Yeah. Not, hey, what's Watson look like now that we got to get on the grass yesterday and th- nothing. Nope. Perry on Winfrey. Sounds about right. It's an, well, he made an incredible imp- – listen, you never get a – I like to say this. I've been saying this for a long time, and you feel free to use this. This is your this original property of you, intellectual yes, property IP. of you. Yep. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Wow. Write deep that thoughts. Yeah, write that down. That's a That's deep That's a good thought. one. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. It's not up there with the Hoff's deep thoughts about <laughs> – how your day starts. Never get a second chance to make a first impression. A first impression. I'm thinking about letting, uh, like maybe like, like that. some dandruff company, dandruff shampoo companies use something like that. Perhaps. I feel like because you know you don't want to. You never do. It. You it's never, true. You never want to have dandruff. You get one chance. It's first. It's called a first impression. That's why it's there. Glad, thank you for writing that down. I wrote it down. I mean, share that with the kids. I'm going to. Did I tell you what I learned about dog water? Did I said this on the air? Or did I just say this to my no, kids? No, tell home? me. Because it's being used a lot again. Where the ground. So you would ask me what was dog water, and uh-huh. I was used relying on my my son. Yep. To tell me what <clears throat> he believed dog water to be, which was that it was the water after a dog had like drank some water. literal dog water. Yes. No. Mm-mm. Way better actually in terms of what now the reveal. It is in reference to old school when you'd go get like from a hot dog stand and the hot dogs were like sitting in the that hot water. dog water. Yes, it is in reference to hot dog water, which is just got to be absolutely disgusting. I'd rather drink it than dog water, though, wouldn't yeah. you? Like Dogs the dog water is clean. No, the dog water is like I don't like think a, so. I don't think you have that right. <laughs> I don't think you have that right. Dog water is like, it's like a backwash. I mean, a little bit, but they also are very efficient bit. with their tongues at, at scooping and, and getting water. This hot dog water, if it's sitting there and then it's like getting cool and full of fat. <laughs> I think we need to come nitrates. back to this. Here, this I, I got, we got a real treat. We have a true luminary walking in. The great John yeah. Johnson III walking right. in studio. He will be with us live on the other side of this quick timeout. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The myths can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. A true luminary in the building with us right now, the great John Johnson III joining big us out. here in studio. Hey, before we get into all the football fun, uh, we were having a conversation before you hopped on with us. Uh, the kids are into the Fortnite. Our children are. And they're using this derogatory phrase called your dog water, they're saying. That's what they say when they You say, Oh yeah, like, your, your dog, dog water. You uh, stink, yeah. your dog water. Yeah. So Big we were insult. under the in, we were under the impression that it was like the bowl that the dog, you know, slobbers out of and right. misses his mouth and yet drinks out of. I feel like you're, that was a little leap. Or <laughs> no, just let me. Just let me finish. I'm gonna do it an equal service. Or the disgusting water left over from cooking hot dogs like in a stand. Mm. So that water that those dogs sit in and boil and keep warm in, of those two waters, both of which we can acknowledge are bad. Disgusting. Which one is worse to you? Uh, when you said the first option, I was thinking, you know, we're the dogs. We drink top-of-the-line water. That's right. There so even the residue or the leftover water is still somewhat good, but hot hot dog. I wasn't thinking hot dog water, so I, I think I'd much rather be uh, the the first option. You're going with the dog the water. First dog water. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm if I'm playing Fortnite and I'm winning, the other people are hot dog water for sure. Yeah, that's dog water. That's right. I, I was there not thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Gross. It's all gross. Agreed. It's all gross. gross. Nothing gross about uh, you guys getting all back together. What's it like seeing everybody back around here? You've been here a lot, mm -hmm. but some others coming to join you now and seeing everybody back around the building. I think that's the best part of it. Like, not even just football. I think just being around the guys, um, haven't seen these guys in a while. Everyone, you know, goes on their own vacation and stuff like that. And just, you know, starting from scratch, install number one, you know, basic cover three stuff. You know, it's, it's not really about football so much. It's just reviewing. But I think, like I said, you know, being in the locker room now, COVID's over. We actually, everyone is in the locker room now. So just being around the guys in the um, field house playing basketball, you know, just being around each other is great. And there are a lot of guys back on the back end of this defense. Now, Troy was just, just traded the other day, so that takes one off. But for the most part, you know, four of the top five corners from a year ago in terms of snaps played, the top three safeties from a year ago in terms of snap played, all back. And you guys really, it seemed like, started to click in the second half of that season. So how nice is it to get to, for in large part, not completely, but in large part, run it back with the same guys? Yep, it's a beautiful thing. You know, in this league, it's so many moving pieces. You know, a guy can be here for a couple of weeks, then gone, you know, be here for a training camp, ends up, you know, getting a better chance at playing uh, somewhere else. So just having those core group of guys um, all coming back, you know, we all wanted Denzel to get his payday. He got that. So it's kind of like we're checking off the boxes heading into the season. And, uh, you know, our core group of defensive backs and uh, back seven, you know, as a whole, yeah, sure. we, got, we got a lot of guys coming back. And I think, you know, that continuity, that chemistry, it'll, it'll pay off on the field this year. When did it click? Like, was there a game? Because it, certainly the second half of the season, you guys really came on. Was there a game, John, where you look back and go, okay, now we got it sorted out? Because you guys were all learning a new system, a lot of new faces, everybody kind of finding their way. But there there was a moment it clicked. Do you remember when that was? Was there a time for you? I, I, I can remember um, that Chicago game. It was early on in the year. Uh, that's when, like, we had, like, a bunch of flashes mm -hmm. of, you know, dominance and greatness. Um, but I would say, just listening to you talk, you know, that – Ravens game kind of jumped out to me. Uh, was it Monday Su night? Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night um, yeah. You know, at their place. Four picks. We had four picks. And, you know, guys were just doing their job, flying around, making plays on the biggest stage. And, um, you know, that was a little later in the season. But, you know, just 
that point in time, we were like, okay, you know, we're a good secondary at least, you know, when that ball's in the air against a good opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar Jackson is a great, you know, division rival, and um, we definitely went out there and pitched like a great game. Didn't win, but, you know, just on defense, it was like, whoa, we can really play. So I think that was a big moment for yeah. us. Yeah, I'd say that one, and also Cincinnati as well. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I noticed and as the season progressed, you did a lot more of what you did in L.A., and they started to move you down closer and play some of that dime spot, get you closer to the line of scrimmage, closer to the ball as they became comfortable with Grant getting on the back end. How much did you like that? Because it felt to me like that was a big part, honestly, of this defense taking a jump. And I remember Cincinnati was the first game where I think you played like 20 snaps closer, and you had, what, an interception, you had a fumble recovery, you got another tip that led to an interception. Mm-hmm. What was was that kind of something that you wanted to do, and how did that come together? And do you think that that did have a big impact? Uh, I, I think so. I think just presenting, you know, offenses with like different pictures, you know, different guys moving around. You don't want to just give them the same. Okay, Ronnie's down, so they must be running this. Uh, just anytime guys are moving around, playing different spots, like you know, it creates a, a challenge for the offense. And um, you know, just for me personally. Just like you said, playing in L.A., I moved around a lot, like whether it was different positions or just lining up in different places. And I think that's where I, I get like, you know, if I, if I just sit back in the post, I feel like it get like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just redundant or like huh? monotonous, you know, it's Stale. just like doing the same thing over and yep. over. So just moving around, having different, you know, responsibilities, you know, different pictures to see helps me out, you know, just to stay in tune with the game. So I just – I think it did help a little bit. But, you know, moving forward, we'll see. We got a lot of guys coming back. We lost a guy. So, hey, I might be playing a little nickel this year. Who knows? Okay. You know, All right. We know. saw that in L.A. too. You're yep. quite good at it. Mm-hmm. The, the one weapon you guys have is a defense now because so much of the game is legislated to promote offensive football is the weapon of confusion. Mm-hmm. And one thing – and I think we talked about this a lot last year. I think even the number change, allowing like linebackers right. to wear 26 or 28, mm-hmm. like that adds to it. You guys have a lot of guys who are the same body type. You have a lot of guys who can run and fly. That confusion, I would think, would play big into your guys' hands, and I'm assuming it's something that you'll play into even more now that we have more continuity in the system. Right. Like you said, um, we, I think that we had a good amount of six DBs on the field last year. Um, so that's always good. Like you said, similar body types, different numbers, mm-hmm. uh, just different guys lined up. Like I said earlier, you don't want to say, oh, 43 is here. They're running this. You know, they watch film too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you said, that confusion. And, and that's really what we have. You know, we're have to, we have to be reactive. We can't, you know, set the tone. We had to act accordingly of what the offense gives us. So definitely adding that little element of when the ball snapped, they get a different picture every time definitely helps out. How much more just comfortable do you feel like sitting here today than you did a year ago at this time when you were going someplace incredibly successful, great defense. You guys ended up having a great defense here, but for you it was a new system and new responsibilities. As you mentioned, you weren't moving around as much earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, how much more comfortable do you feel in this defense now today? Oh, it's, it's like night and day. I mean, just going out there on the field for like phase two ac- activities, you know, everyone just, it's like, it's like riding a bike. It's just so simple, so easy now. And um, like I said, it's night and day. I got a house out here now, so yeah, I mean, nice. Yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm. I, this is home, you know. I'm gonna try to make it home for a long time, hopefully. Yes. But um, it's def way different. I didn't know how hard it was going to be to make that transition until I actually did it. You know, even just the building, different colors, you know, different faces. Um, no orange rooms down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, LA. exactly. So I mean, <laughs> it, I didn't know how difficult it was going to be, but from week one last year to now, it's night and day, and I just. I want to just keep building on it, keep getting better at it. And another guy that's probably feels like it's night and day is your running buddy back there, Grant Delpit. I mean, last year was in essence his rookie season. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to play the first year, missed the whole year. How's it being back with him and kind of your guys' chemistry? And are you seeing that he's, you know, ready to take a big leap now? He's got a year under his belt. Oh, absolutely. And I, I like to add on to that. You know, we didn't really 
we hung out last year, but it wasn't like how it is now. Like it's kind of like it's natural. Like we're supposed to be hanging out, not like we're teammates and we have to hang out. It's not really like that. It's kind of like we're similar. We know each other now. <clears throat> Ronnie as well, Richard, everybody. It's like it's so natural now. Just understanding each other and how we play and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a phenomenal year. Like you said, last year's his rookie year. It was a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah. pretty yeah. good first year in the league. And um, in limited time, you know, he when he was called on to step up, you know, he stepped in and nothing changed. You know, the defense didn't have to change for him. And, like, we got three safeties out there, you know, put Ronnie at, like, that nickel spot. So it was, it was awesome having him out there. But I think he's going to take off. You know, as you're, talk, as you're saying that about, you know, with, uh, with Delpit, I'm thinking – you know, you, you think about how hard that must have been. You, not only are you coming to new city, new faces, new all of that, but you're in a COVID restriction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. can't you, hang out. You, you can't hang out. You can't be – I mean, just even coming up here, you couldn't do. For, for those listening or watching on the stream, like there used to be a wall there. Mm -hmm. This is about your first wall time there. here, right? I don't come upstairs often. Right. I don't think I've been on this side of the building upstairs. So, yeah, I think this is my first time. It's crazy. So, you guys used to all the time. Like, yeah. We would see players walk by all the time, mm -hmm. like – Pre-COVID, like this was kind of the epicenter. Guys would come through here and go back and meet, so forth. Right. Um, so now to be able to to be able to have a a free building to be able to to get, to, I mean, it's got to be an incredible difference. It is, and like I said, like just having you know everybody in that locker room was the biggest thing. I came back because last year it was like I had three, four lockers just because so we could be spaced out. Now sure. I have you know my single locker and there's a guy literally right next to me, like yeah. not even a foot <laughs> like, away. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's a lot different. Uh, but I think it's better like this. This is football. This is a team sport, you know, the greatest team sport there is, and this is what you need to do like in the building. The guys that you're here with, what, six days out of the week, it's, it's good for bonding and chemistry. So I think it's going to be great for us. You probably get to spend more time with like the coaches and just everybody getting to know each other. And your coaches are two of our favorites, yeah. and Mr. Jeff Howard and Brandon Lynch, two of them I think best guys in the building. So is that kind of that from that camaraderie, that chemistry standpoint? It's gonna be more fun this year, right? Absolutely. Uh, another thing, no mask. You know, you yeah. can see guys' faces. Yeah. You can hear them talking. You can see expressions, stuff like that. I mean, I know you know the vaccination stuff. We kind of dropped the mask a little bit, but. Just being free, not having to worry about that stuff is, is awesome. And like you said, Coach Howard and Coach Lynch, you know, they got kids, they got families and stuff. And, you know, with, with everything dying down, maybe we could do a little bit off the field, you know, get together and stuff like that. So it'll be great. And it's, it's back to football. It feels uh, like real now. What is it? What has it been like to, you know, as, as you see the offseason moves, Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, seeing them around the building. We've, we've had Amari in here and uh, Deshaun, we see him around the building. Uh, just seeing what has happened to, to transform this offense heading into next year. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, anytime you get, like, guys that have had success in this league, um, like big success, you know, big payday guys, like guys that – earned it like guys that put the work in played on good teams um good offenses i've played against you know amari a few times so i know what he can do but it's just it's anytime you're making moves to become better you know that's the goal like you want to be one percent better every day and we definitely got better with our new addition when you have a change in the quarterback room, that changes really the whole organization, right? Because mm -hmm. that person, because of just the nature of the position they play, becomes very much the leader. Mm -hmm. What's kind of your impressions of Deshaun in that capacity with our regard to even what he can do on the field? Oh, yeah. He, he comes off as, you know, like a good leader. Um, I wouldn't say he's quiet, but I would say, like, he's when he speaks, like, you know, people listen. Um, and, you know, he just comes off. Obviously, his, you know, like his resume on the field, he's done the work. He's put up the numbers, been that guy. But I think, you know, just us embracing him, you know, being the people around him to make his job easier. You know, we talked about coming into a new system, coming into a new organization. And, you know, as a quarterback, like you said, 
you're kind of the face of the organization. So I think it's our responsibility, mm -hmm. even on defense, you know, to make his job easier and um, go out there and compete every week. But I, I think the sky's the limit with him. Nathan and I are always interested. I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, you mentioned play basketball. <laughs> Who's got game? Uh I, we have to see. You know, we've just been shooting, you know, on the court in the field house. And I, it's, it's not level. You're a little higher on the level. left than the right. Can't really oh, bounce. okay. Yeah. You can't really bounce the ball. So, like, five on five, full court, I'm not sure. Okay. But. Who's got a little stroke? Surprisingly, I just found out today, Willie Harvey shooting from, from distance. In, like, in, like Steph Curry? Like Steph Curry, not missing. Willie not Harvey. Missing. I would Willie not have heard that on the list. What? I'm telling you, we yeah. in, we're in the field house today. He's not missing. It's on okay. camera. I'm sure the, the footage will leak sometimes. It's so get out get there. Frank okay. on camera. All right. So, so be on the lookout for it. Uh, Richard LeCount, he can shoot a little bit. You can pull up his high school highlight tape. He was pretty good. But, I bet he has. I bet he's the best talker on the on the basketball. Oh yeah, court. he got so many little sayings. <laughs> Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Look, you got Like you know, what I'm saying? you got to listen to him. Hold on. <laughs> Ain't no fun tremendous. when the rabbit got the gun. I like that. I'm yeah. writing that down. That's true. You got. You're gonna throw that at Bootsy. He's I'm throwing like, it right what? at my six year old. Oh, he's oh, getting yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Good talking to you, buddy. Great Absolutely. seeing you. Great hey, to see welcome, you. Welcome, welcome, man. We'll have you all the time. Yeah, you got to have me in here more, man. It's cool. Hey, the, the invitation's always open. <laughs> Tell the people. Yeah. You know, we used to have, there were times when we used to have regulars. Weekly. We like have regulars. Weekly. Yeah. We have the Friday regular spot. Let's do it. It's, like it's it. available. Good Absolutely. seeing you, buddy. As Take always. care. All right. The great John Johnson III in studio with us. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. here for Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River. Sip on your choice of over 300 premium whiskeys, craft cocktails while catching a game or perhaps a nice night out on the outdoor patio. Char's new menu is out. New menu items on both the main and brunch menus. Oyster shrimp cocktail. More of that as they continue to introduce those raw bar specials. And you can make Mother's Day reservations right now for the weekend by calling in or booking online. And don't forget about Gabe's other restaurants in the East 4th. That's a huge winner. Uh, you can book reservations there as well. Enjoy your meal or drink on the patio as the weather starts to get warmer, God willing, next week. Support local. Visit Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River or charrockyriver.com for more. Uh, we have some dog water. People weighing in on the dog water. I just got a, a just a fun. You know, it's you love it when people give a nice participation. Uh, Jess Harris says, "I have two German shepherds who share a bowl of water. I assure you, this water is not clean. In fact, there are multiple variations of sediment in said bowl. Sediment in dog bowls <laughs> may or may not be organic in nature." Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, Here's my the dog's deal: a ten pound dog. Right it's here. it's if wonderful. you view dog water through the prism of Asa. Versus the pr prism like of a mastiff. This water without a filter. Yeah, very different. Yeah, yeah, it's yes, very different. Agree. Yeah, like and your dog's giving. water. I mean, come on. But I'm talking about too, though that like hot dog water because when I was in high school, the amount of sodium that would be in the hot dog water would and be, the fat and yeah, just the just like the stuff oozing out oozing, of whatever hot dogs that have been sitting there for hours and hours. 
So you wonder, like those are those hot dogs cooked previously, or are they cooking in that? Are they boiling, boiling. them constantly? Well, or are they just boiling, keeping them warm? Just sit and keep them warm. I think it's a keep them warm. So they situation. boil them and then they keep them warm in that water. So there was a place right across from my high school that, and I was never a huge hot dog guy. Like I enjoy a hot dog at the ballpark. Sure, sure I'll have a hot yeah. dog. But there was like one of those places, and this was, you notice these places are not around as much as they used to be, but that are literally there to serve. Nothing but hot dogs. Yes. And there was one of those across from my high school. Little street meat. And they would have, yeah, they would, and it was in this giant vat. It was so disgusting. But then they would have, (laughs) right next to it would be the steamer, and the bun would come out like steam, and the buns were like the best. Sure. The best. But, I mean, that dog water. No part of it. No part of it. Yeah. The most, probably the most, uh, probably the most tempting. It's so funny as you were talking about that. I was instantly transported back to Mazatlan, Mexico in spring break. And as you would come out of the uh, the have a good time places, you would come out and they would have the hot dog vendors there and they smelled it smelled so good. I bet. But boy, you had to say no. And yeah, it was as did. big of a temptation as you could have because you would walk out. It would just be sitting there. It was, you know. It's been a night. I thought you were going to say there was going to be like street taco vendors. Or a, a, a Euro stand. No, no, no. Euro stand that used to be on West 6th. I'd come out. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a little different. You no, wait but this there was, for a meat on hour. spit. Yeah. No, no. This was. They, they, I just remember vividly the hot, hot dog, dog vendors guys, the hot dog in Mazatlan. Mazatlan. Yeah. Hot dog vendors in Mazatlan. I'm waiting in line. I'm having one. That should be Whatever. a movie. The hot yeah, dog I feel like they're having their best I mean, if it goes bad, I lose a few pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that was kind of the. Bad, I lose that it. was the caution was that that seemed inevitable that if you were going to go down that road that's how it would end up and you may be going down that road anyway by that time of night yes Might you're already committed with the fact like. though that that hot dog water is factoring in like the potential for montezuma's revenge like that's a next level yeah that's yeah. next level dog water i get it ridiculous story off <laughs> Off air. <laughs> Off air about that trip as well. Oh, boy. Stunning. Oh. Can't wait. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Um, all right. Lots of bad advice out there about gambling from secret <laughs> methods to picking lottery numbers <laughs> to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money, getting you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. Uh, as we go around the league, DeAndre Hopkins suspended for the first six games of 2022. Um, his camp denies any wrongdoing, but I thought that they bailed on their appeal. He put out a statement yesterday saying that he is meticulous about what goes into his body, but obviously not meticulous enough. He has no idea how this happened and that he will he's launching his own independent investigation into this and he will be back to update us with facts when he finds them. So he is for adamant in his uh that for if it some happened, reason, it got maybe into I misread a supplement I thought I... that he didn't know about or whatnot. I don't know. It's interesting because he, he tweeted out something that said I'll see you in week seven. But Yes. His his agent or his agency no. that represent him is vehemently denying the saying he had a negative test in October. He had a negative test in December. Where did the positive come from? I had thought that I had read this morning that he had dropped his. Here's his appeal, but that now I'm seeing I was confused and shocked. I'm very mindful of what I put in my body and yep. I always take a holistic approach. So I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough for that. I apologize to Cardinal fans, my teammates, the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let the team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. Yep. But that, so I think that that holds true with what I was saying too. That he has that there is no appeal of this. 
that he's not going to appeal it. So it feels like he is acknowledging he doesn't know how it happened. Correct. But also, well, if that, you don't know how it happened, why not fight it then? Unless there's just uh, yeah, good. Well, that was what I was. That was kind of my point. Was yeah. You know, if you're not, if you're just willingly going to take the, the six games. They're it, totally different with him and without him. Dan Orlovsky broke that down yesterday. Yeah, the, uh, Kyler was like six and two with him, one and four or something without him. The QBR was a difference of twenty five points. Yeah, with yeah. him and completion without him. percentage was down like twelve percent. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's as good. it would be, he's really, really good. I think that also play shows a little bit more, gives a little more insight into the sense of urgency to get Hollywood Brown. Yeah, when they did, and the price that they were willing to pay to get Hollywood Brown, because they knew when the stuff like this happens, they they were they yeah, heads this up well before this became public, so they knew this before the draft. That is a very interesting situation in Arizona, isn't it? Because it feels like that. The quarterback, the coach is married to the quarterback, absolutely. The question is how married is the quarterback to the coach? And then by in turn, how much is he married to organization? It's been an odd offseason for that whole operation. No, sure. No doubt. Going out and getting one of his, quote, unquote, four best friends. Helps. Probably feels helpful. Yeah, it feels like that that helps. Um, but that's that's an interesting situation out there. To say the least, and more interesting now with Hopkins being uh, being done for six games. The Eagles continuing to shop wide receiver Jalen Rager per rap sheet. Gibby wants to know if we should be interested. Listen, whenever you got a guy who's a former first-round talent, I think you should be interested in seeing if you think he can come in and fit in your system. He's got speed. He's got decent size. Um, you, you kick the tires. He has not been productive in Philadelphia. He's had some big drops. Maybe a, a change of scenery is what could be helpful to him but at this point you also have to evaluate him on you know number one what did you think about him at the time coming out and my guess is that would have been he's been in the league for a couple of years now right this is going into his third season so ab was not there in philly when that yeah. went down but he probably prior to that would have been would involved have done some work some work there and been involved in that process so you look at what you thought of them as a draft player and then you rely on your very talented pro personnel department here you know, guys like Dan Sagany to evaluate what they have been been in the league. Do you kick the tires on it? Sure. Is he the answer? Uh, you know, is he going to be the guy that changes everything? That I don't know. But I do think that you have, you know, you should be investigating. I think there is room to bring somebody else in here into that wide receiver room. But the question is, do you feel like he's a field stretcher? That's not necessarily what he was in his two years in Phillies, you look at his numbers. Even his combine, he's a four-four-seven guy, which is fast. Yeah, but not. But he's not probably, huge. He's only five, blazing, right, yeah. five eleven, one ninety-seven. He averaged uh, twelve point eight yards of catches first year. Had thirty-one catches for three hundred ninety-six yards last year. Thirty-three catches, two hundred ninety-nine yards, and averaged nine point one per reception. He's caught under sixty percent of his targets for his career, and he's at six point three yards per target. So he has not been great, obviously, right? Obviously. But do you think that you could find something there? Is there the clay that he, you know, you get people, people tend to become very good with Chad O'Shea uh, watching over them. We've seen the development in our guys. Uh, you go back to Devontae Parker. Now, Devontae Parker is a different guy altogether in terms of his size, but his career prior to Chad O'Shea, his career with po Chad O'Shea, and his career post Chad O'Shea are very different. And see if you can spot the anomaly. 494 and 3, 744 and 4, 670 and 1, 309 and 1. 1202 and 9, 793 and 4, 515 and 2. There's one year there that Chad O'Shea was there. You tell me which one, right? 
<laughs> That's right. And well, also, who was thrown in the football? In 2019? That's a good question. For, yeah. Not anybody of great note. Yeah, no one. Yeah, but even like from a Philly standpoint, I'm saying. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Hurts. Yeah, yeah, limited. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I mean, it, By the way, Wentz into Hurts, yeah. Throwing. Not great. Uh, he had 1,202 yards and nine touchdowns in a season where they had 4,000 yards and 22 touchdowns, and the quarterback throwing him the ball that year uh, was a combination of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. There you go. Josh Rosen, who went 0-3, completing 50% of his passes for 500 yards, one touchdown, five interceptions. Is that just is, – is he like the greatest example of just a complete misevaluation, or is the circumstance so bad that – who knows? But like he he did not last. I mean, it's a little bit of the was it Paxton Lynch, the guy with the Broncos. Yes, like he was like gone yep. in a year and a half, evaporated, and that's kind of like Rosen. Like it's like two years and out. Yes. He was on last I heard he was on the practice squad in Tampa, but I don't. And then it was it done. I mean, USC's play by play guy would have taken him first over Sam, no doubt. That's right. That's, that's a moment One before my time, but that's unbelievable. Interviews I remember when you ever. guys first told me that. I could not believe that somebody would do such a thing. I can't imagine when you guys were on air and he is supposed to be talking about Darnold glowingly, and instead he's like, actually, I'd take Josh turns. Rosen. Yeah, so he basically said, he's like, yeah, actually, I'd take Josh Rosen. I think he's better. That's a man. I, does that man still have that job? I believe so. I you, think he is still the play-by-play so play voice. At that point, you're, it's a Marty Brenneman effect where it's too big to fail. Not Tom, Marty. No. <laughs> Swing and deep drive. <laughs> Marty. By the way, uh, James Palmer from NFL Network reporting, Ryan Tannehill said he was not informed ahead of time that the Titans were drafting Malik Willis. I would say it's not a big deal, but in this day and age of quarterbacks getting upset at little things, yeah, does that, does that fester? This is coming off of this else? morning, Matt Ryan saying that if they wouldn't have pursued Deshaun Watson, he'd still be a Falcon. Yeah, well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Tannehill also said it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. That if he happens to learn from me along the way, that's fine. And I think you know the follow up to that is my job is to help us win games. So my preparations are all going to be about that. Now, obviously, he's going to learn from watching me prepare and the things that I go through. But uh, it's. Uh, it, those are tough situations, and we've been around a lot of veterans with, you know, it takes a special veteran to really want to embrace that mentorship role. And it also takes a guy that is well aware that that is a big part of his role. And I think you can get into trouble in two situations. One where the person who's the starter just led you to being the number one seed in the AFC and has no interest in his replacement or how they do, yeah. just like or Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, like – it's not a surprise that those things go the way they do. You need a guy like Josh McCown who's well aware of his limitations, well aware of what his role is in the league, and he can mentor. So I, I, view, the, I view the Tennessee situation very different than Green Bay. Green, You use a first-round pick. For sure. Very interesting. Then, then that's, that means this guy is going to be the, our quarterback of the future sooner rather than later. Malik Willis could have just been a value pick for Tennessee. Totally. Like, yes. hey, if this works, great. If not, and Ryan continues to play great, we can trade this guy down the road and get something back. We'll develop him and trade him, and and that'll be fine. I I, I don't view those things as similar, um, you know, in that sense. Uh, this from this yesterday, the Browns were cleared of any wrongful wrongdoing from the from the NFL in terms of the allegations by former head coach Hugh Jackson. Um, the uh, allegations could not be substantiated. 
come uh, from the NFL and from a team spokesman here in with the Browns. Quote, we appreciate the independent investigation led by Mary Jo White and the Dibba Voice team, which brings closure to these allegations that Hugh Jackson publicly recanted shortly after they were made, and we've all known all along are categorically false. As we previously stated, we welcome this investigation because the integrity of our game is something that should not be taken lightly, and an independent review was crucial in bringing conclusion to this matter. He did not speak to the investigators. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Browns fans, Sugardale's sponsoring grand opening events at two new Meyer stores. Visit the Canton store on Friday, May 6th. The Brunswick store on Friday, May 13th for samples and giveaways, special appearances by Browns alumni and shops. For store locations and more details, visit Sugardale.com slash events, and you will find those things there. Coming up next, Coach Stefanski on RBS this morning. We'll play some of the highlights for you. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My good friends, the Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams in about a day. They can do so at an incredibly reasonable reasonable rate and at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. You then can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath situation, make it feel like a spa. They are Cleveland's only premier bath and shower remodeler with expert factory trained installers. If you give them a call right now at 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel, that number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding with one simple phone call at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com for 500 bucks off your next custom bath project. It's where affordability meets quality, superior products with expert installers, thebathauthority.com. Kevin Stefanski was on RBS this morning, and the fellas asked him what he learned about Deshaun Watson so far. Let's have a listen. Yeah, I think it's like anything when you get a, a, a new player. You, you have a lot of conversations about football, and, and, and you talk to some of his former coaches, and, and we start to set down a path where we want to – make sure we're getting the best out of him. But until you're in those meeting rooms uh, with Deshaun and the other quarterbacks, until you're on the field with Deshaun and those guys, then you're starting to see and, and, and listen to him about what he's comfortable with and, and ways he's done things in the past. So I think it's just what I'm learning with any new player is it's just a constant dialogue of, of, of tweaking things, making sure he's comfortable, he's trying new things. Uh, and that's really where we are here on, what is it, May 3rd. Hmm. Um, I think we have a lot of work to do, quite honestly, uh, across the board. Yeah, certainly. And one of the things that I think you will see, and quite quite simply, is a different look for this offense and yeah. making it be an offense that, that fits Deshaun Watson's eye and talent. Here's Coach Stefanski on RBS about exactly that. Definitely need to find it out. I mean, we have a, a vision for how we want to play. And you try to couple what we've done well uh, in the last couple of years with what Deshaun does well. And, and a lot of times those, those meet right in the middle. And, and other times we have to adjust a few things to make sure we're doing what he does best. So what that ultimately looks like on, on week one, uh, I have a general idea, but I, I think it's something that we need to work through hmm. uh, these OTAs. We've got to put him in some uh, concepts, put him in some schemes, and, and see what he's comfortable with. It. And, and it works both ways. Well, he can do anything. That's the thing with Deshaun Watson in terms of what he does best. 
Um, this is a guy who does a lot. The list is long. It's a long list. Um, but in terms of the way that we, that Kevin Stefanski's offense was when he came in here versus what it's going to be under Watson, just in terms of personnel schematically, it's going to be a lot different because of the skill set that Deshaun Watson possesses. Yeah, we're a team now that is going to be very comfortable throwing in obvious throwing situations. I think we're going to be a team that our, our run – pass balance will skew more to the pass than it has in the past i think we will play a significantly higher percentage of 11 personnel which is three receivers and one tight end i think we'll significantly decrease the amount of time we spent in 13 personnel which is one wide receiver and three tight ends mm -hmm. i don't think that's going to be a big part of, of what we do going forward and i think you know one of the biggest tips of that would be that the browns now i know we signed a tight end here who's certainly a, a pro project yes this guy has not played football ever he's been a basketball player the fact that we didn't draft a tight end, the fact that we did not sign a veteran tells you that we're going to be much more of a one tight end or two tight end team and that, you know, your top two of the chief, David Njoku and Harrison Bryan is good. That's not to say that we won't bring in another veteran. I think Miller Forrestal is a guy that they like and think can develop into that, you know, third tight end for the Browns. And if that's the case, you're pretty well set as our linebacker coach, Jason Tarver, walks <laughs> by his room very steady from year to year. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think that that tells you a lot about where we're going offensively. Now, you still have Nick Chubb, and you still have Kareem Hunt, you still have Dearness Johnson. You are going to be a football team that runs the, the ball, no doubt, and we're going to be able to impose our will. And, you know, gone are the days of facing eight- and nine-man boxes all the time on first down. You're going to be facing a lot of light boxes because teams are going to be much more afraid of our ability to throw the football and make them pay with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, just – Bottom line. We saw a steady diet of eight, nine men. I remember Arizona. Oh, God. My God. It was just all game. It was yeah. all up in there. And, and now that can't be the case because you'll pay in a very, very big way with, with Deshaun Watson. I, I look forward to seeing what this can be. And I think you guys are going to love this, too. This is going to be a wide – you think about how much fun it is to watch Kansas City play, to watch the Chargers play, to watch Burrow with the Bengals play. When it feels like at any moment you can score – from any place on the field yes. that's what you've signed up for with Deshaun Watson yes you've signed up for that and so that's what the future will look like in terms of offensive football you will be an explosive uh, aggressively offensive offense and that is something that we weren't able to do the last couple of years at the level we're going to be able to do it this year just weren't no it's gonna be great yeah gonna be a lot of fun um here is coach on RBS this morning talking about your boy Perry and Winfrey of course. everybody wants to talk about him yeah, that was pretty uh, unique, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, he, I saw that from him at my interview with him at the Combine. So I knew what he's capable of. Uh, you know, you love a guy that brings passion to the game, that brings energy to the game. To play defensive line, you have to bring it. Uh, it's just it's the nature of that position. Uh, so I think that the guys will embrace him. Uh, but I am looking forward to seeing him and hearing him uh, rookie minicamp. That's going to be fun. You wonder, is he always on? Well, he so we when with the interview that we played yesterday, Gerard asked him the question about what he learned at the Senior Bowl, and he said at the Senior Bowl, I learned that I can't ever take it off. I got to step on all their necks all the time, and so maybe from a foot, I don't think he's always on just in life. I don't think anybody could run that hot consistently, mm -hmm. but I think from a football standpoint, I think he is going to be that fired up, and he's going to be very excited. Now, there's a lot of talk and a lot of things that I've read now that you know he played 236 snaps as a as a true nose tackle for Oklahoma which is not what he will be asked to do here he'll be a three technique here which means he will be on the guard's shoulder 
and that will allow him to be much more of a penetrator. And that's what they love about him, his ability to get off uh, at the line of scrimmage when the ball is snapped and to be able to penetrate, make disruptive plays in the backfield. And he's got a nice pass rush arsenal as well. So he's going to be freed up to do a lot of the things that they believe are his strengths in our scheme. And I think it's an exciting thing. I think that room is wide open. Like if you said to me, Perry and Winfrey starting day one wouldn't shock me in the least. Sure. Because I don't think anybody – there is nobody here that has right to take out a pen and pen their name into the starting lineup for the Cleveland Browns at defensive tackle. It is all pencil. It is wide open because you've got Taven Bryant making his Browns debut, one of the first guys we signed this offseason, former first-round pick out of Florida, but it never materialized in Jacksonville. Jordan Elliott, career highs across the board last year, but is he ready to beat the guy, former third-round pick out of Missouri, the Browns two drafts ago? Togi, I didn't really see action until week 10 at all last year and so he's a fourth round pick of a year ago and then you've got Sheldon Day who we love we're big Sheldon Day guys but Sheldon Day's a guy that it feels more like a rotational piece than than the guy and so if you're Perry on Winfrey I think you have a tremendous opportunity and Malik McDowell's still in the mix this team is not ready to give up on Malik McDowell and I certainly would love to see him back you think about the impact he was able to have it's a guy who went and played football in four years yeah so this room is wide open but yeah Perry on Coach always says, if you're juiceless, you're useless. Well, that guy will never, Not be, a problem. never be without juice. Uh, yesterday, while we were on the air, Cade York became the only kicker on this roster. Uh, the fellows on RBS this morning asked Coach about Cade York and the competition at the kicking position heading into the season. He's a guy that we've really identified early on in this process. Uh, so it just felt like it was the best thing for us and for him huh. to, to get him uh, – free and clear, getting every rep in these practices, really honing in uh, with him and, and making sure that he's getting all that he needs in terms of development. Because I think the one thing I'd tell you about Cade and all of these rookies, they're, they're not finished products, mm. all of them. And, and they're going to go through uh, some, some some moments of growth. And, and a lot of that is going to occur in May, June, and into July. But just felt like that was the best decision for us. Huh, so he will go into camp without competition? Correct. Yeah, Yeah, he's the guy. That's it. You draft a kicker in the fourth round, then that's it. That's the way that it goes. And um, by the way, if and I, I don't anticipate this happening with Cade, but if it all went to heck, you'd be in not a whole lot of different circumstances had you not drafted him. You know what I mean? You're going to be out looking for a kicker again. So, and, you know, give him every opportunity to succeed. Give him every snap, every rep, best chance to go. I get it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and I think that the belief is that, you know, he's, he is going to succeed, obviously. That's why the investment was made, and he's a guy that you are – very excited about to see get in here and get all those reps and I think it's I, I do think from a mental standpoint you know it makes a lot of sense now Gerard was telling a story about when he was with the Patriots that one year they drafted a kicker uh, to come in and their their idea their thought was we're going to get rid of Adam Vinatieri mm-hmm. and we're going to bring in this drafted kicker and he's going to you know replace him at a cheaper level and yeah, yeah. he had to compete with Adam Vinatieri so, of course, Adam Vinatieri kept the job. Adam Vinatieri's right. the second best kicker ever. It's a short list. I mean, I mean he's Tucker, Vinatieri. The only – well, one of the Andersons. I mean, those – I was going to say, Morton, Morton Anderson. Morton, Morton Anderson, Gary Anderson. Morton was probably better Morton than Gary. long term, yeah. Yeah. And he's then – He's a gold jacket, is he not, Morton? I'm not sure if he is. I believe so. Hold on. Was Jan Stenerud? I know he's That's in the – old school, yeah. Jan yeah. Stenerud, the Vikings. Chiefs and was he with Chiefs. the um was he a punter or kicker though I can't I know it's a great football hall of fame he's a Montana State 2017 guy, for Morton Anderson yeah, he's he's in. In. So, yeah. yeah so he's a great short game. list either but way. I'm saying and like 
the point I was making with Gerard is that even if this guy's coming in and competing with Chase, like no disrespect to Chase, but he's not having to come in and unseat Adam Vinatieri. No, no. At the peak yeah. of his powers. No. You know what I mean? Like not. it's Adam Vinatieri. So I'm not surprised that guy lost it. Came across something that I thought you guys both might find interesting, and it's a little bit of a setup because I believe later this week, Big P Gibbe has procured Matt Miller from ESPN. Right, Gibbe? Is that on Thursday? Thursday. Nice. On Thursday. Yes. And we gotta have bring it. We gotta bring in stars to make up for the loss of a star who's sh- who shines so brightly. <laughs> Jeez, so bright. Got to make sure you have a good poll that morning, Zagura. I I only have the <laughs> only potential for me is still good stunning. In my underwear collection. And if they get anywhere approaching, like, it becomes anything less than an elite pool, they're gone. That's Right it. into the garbage. No tolerance. Yeah, correct. Garbage. The moment there's any sign of wear and tear or say anything. Fray. If I see a yeah. fray, fray if, you're out. If the, uh, we're losing a shred of elasticity on the waistband, sh- sh- goodbye. Eddie tweets at the show, although I'm not going for the internship. If I were, I'd start the interview with, let me ask you a question. How was your poll today? Smart. It's a good Be strategy. a smart job out of Eddie. By the way, if that uh, were to work out. There's a lot of people now, I think, jockeying for the position now that we've made it known that it's available. By the way, based on nothing but our interactions with him on Twitter, we know that Ned can't do it. So we're taking Ned out of the running. I mean, is there anybody that feels more destined for this job than Bobby Meckling? No, I, I, but I, I don't know what Bobby does for a living. If anyone like, gets the show, it's me. It's me. It's the B O double B Y. Oh boy, pure joy. Let's go. There's no question. I, He's I, the guy. I love Bobby. Bobby might carry a segment once a week for us. <laughs> oh my God, you do it. You don't ask um, mailbag. You just do a all Bobby ask all mailbag. You can ask, yeah, Bobby wants to know. Bobby doesn't know. Bobby's yeah. got to. <laughs> um, I like it. <laughs> But, but it feels I, I don't to me- know, like, you, you do have to have some kind of broadcast. You have to have a little background. You got you to gotta know how to do certain things. You got to have up desire. And you got to have desire. Okay, yes, but you have to have a little bit more than that. Too. All right. I'm gonna- we have stricter protocols than at my previous place where a certain person just wanted to be on TV and was persuasive enough. To where she did. And by the way, it's turned out to be it's from all a career arc well, standpoint so. pretty successful. Hosted the U.S. Open. That's right. That happened. That yeah. did. Where's Mecklen going to go? We'll just I don't know. that. Who could say? Who could say? Not me. All in play. All in play. So anyway, I don't know how we got here, but I was setting up the fact that Matt Miller was going to be on uh, on Thursday. And he and Jordan Reed okay. at ESPN put together basically their Favorite, least favorite, all these things, all these different slices of the draft. Okay. Who was the best value pick in round seven? Reed. Isaiah Thomas, the last pick from a group of Oklahoma defenders, could end up as one of the best of the group, went to the Browns at number 223. 6'5", 266, a well-developed pass rusher who has a knack for generating pressure on quarterbacks. Inconsistent play throughout his career with the Sooners is one of the major reasons he lasted so long in the draft. Miller, you beat me to it, Jordan. Thomas was a legit steal. And Thomas is a guy, eight-plus sacks each of the last two years at Oklahoma. He had 13 tackles for loss and eight-and-a-half sacks in 2020. 11 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks in 2021, including three forced fumbles and four pass defense. Um, he said, although he doesn't have the same athleticism or rush skills as his teammate, he lead, led the Sooners in sacks each of the past two years. Stout edge setter, creates consistent movement at contact when he rushes with momentum, displaying inside-outside versatility. Um, overall, 
He doesn't have the greatest quickness, but he has the NFL size, length, and strength to be a rotational defensive end and a 4-3 base defense kicking inside in sub-packages. Sounds a lot like what we would like. Uh, and he's the guy that we got in the seventh. Dane Brugler had a fourth-round grade on Isaiah Thomas. Mr. Brugler joins tomorrow. Do you think um, Do you think Isaiah Thomas is named after Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons guard? Hold, please. If it is, it'll be, it better be in here, or this will be part number two that we're, of Dane Brugler slipping. Did not include that <laughs> Alex Wright was the tallest person in all of Elba, Alabama, which I find sad, to be sad, a major Dane. oversight on it's his incredible. part. He normally has everything in here. Uh, Isaiah Thomas won a four-children group in Tulsa with his mother, fell in love with basketball at an early age, and he is, in fact, named after the NBA Hall of Famer. Yes, Dane! Second sense. Boom. Of course. That's why... Not having I, Alex least, Wright as the tallest it, it, guy in Elba, Alabama feels like a miss feels for Feels like Dane. a major miss. It, it's almost like the NFL Network Day 3 stumped the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like finding the name. Yeah. Um, That's how good he is. Here you That's go. amazing. Real quickly. He enrolled at Memorial High and Mer earned immediate starting reps as defensive end as a freshman. As a senior, 71 tackles, 11 sacks, was a U.S. Army All-American. Also played all four years on offense, initially at tackle before moving to tight end as a senior when he caught seven touchdowns. Played basketball all four seasons after losing the state title game as a junior. Helped lead Memorial to the 2017 Class 5A state championship. That seems led impressive. Led the team with 11.2 points and 10, points, 10 rebounds per game as a power forward center. He was a four-star recruit out of high school, number four recruit in the state of Oklahoma. Had offers from Alabama, Missouri, and Tennessee, and in the end looked to stay in home and committed to Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. That's one of those ones where if, if Alabama's offering you, then you're a dude. You know the running back that we they drafted? They offered him, you're a dude. Who went to Alabama? Jerome Ford, yeah. Yeah. Nick Saban landed a helicopter at the 50-yard line of his high school to recruit him. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban choppering around the south. That's amazing. So the kid's from Tampa. Ford's from Tampa. I knew that he played at Alabama. I did yeah. not remember him as a, as a recruit. Yeah. That's incredible, Jerome That, that Ford. feels like, I don't know about you, but that really feels like a rolling out of the red carpet. If you're I think me. my guess is that's probably a Tuesday for Nick Saban. Like, I'm sure he has chopper. Yeah, four-star prospect. Jerome Ford is a four-star prospect uh, out of Tampa. Oh, Armwood, that's a powerhouse program down there. Big time. By the yeah. way, it's interesting, though. The other offers are Arizona, Cincinnati, Colorado State, East Carolina. So it's Alabama. And then those other schools I mentioned, which is usually there's other like institutions. Go ahead, Gunnar. Something to watch uh, in this little college football transfer ditty uh -huh. in the last 45 minutes. Uh, Pitt star Jordan Addison is entering the transfer portal. So he entered it. He's transferred. Yeah, he it's done. But He's going USC. to USC. That's insane. So they're saying that he has we had that game. Now, hold $3 on. million to a he, receiver for next year Pete, and a house. Well, Pete Thamel is reporting – he has yet to make up his mind on a destination and no expectation of an imminent decision. Well, he had, Is that a so Buckeye coming in he late? Had, no, zero chance. He, so he, was, um, he had to be in the portal by the first. And so once he's in, he has time, but it's, he, he is running out of it. Like he is, he's absolutely running out of it, but he's in it. Yeah, I know. And when I know we talked about it in hour one, but yeah. I thought it was interesting that like no decision imminent. According to what so, they're saying, but is it probably still said open? who else wants to, the, my bidding is open. Yeah, 
Can you match Where's it? the Crimson Tide? Bring it up. Where's yeah. uh, LSU? Yeah. It's a danger. It's a slippery slope. Present like, me your offers. We're already down it. We're way down it. Real quickly on Ford, you mentioned that was a powerhouse. He was part of a crowded backfield at Armwood, shared snap with Eric Collins, who went to NC State in Northern Illinois, and Brian Sneed, who went to Ohio State before going to Austin Pay. Yeah. P, I believe. I know, but I like saying pay for you. I know you do. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty great. Yeah, so it's it's possible Saban just was doing the Tampa, the Tampa thing. How about the this? Chopper in his senior year, he only had twenty two carries for one hundred and fifty nine yards and two touchdowns as a running back. But the coaches found for a home found a home for him at slot receiver just to get him on the field. He had forty two catches, eight hundred twenty seven yards, and eight touchdowns, uh, taking them to the championship game. He also lined up on defense in the front seven and had a couple of sacks. I'm going to tell you. I mean, this isn't too too crazy of a statement. Oh, look at this. We got towels. What is going on? A shunning. We go the other way. Wait, who did you just shun? He's gone the other way. What difference does it make? All the I have, to tell, you, I have to tell you, it worked. It worked. I think it worked. He was devastated by you turning the back. Yeah, we've, done. We've given if the, you, the melon. We've given if you the melon get us banned from the equipment. No, no. Why? We have no advantage. What did we have right now? We've got nothing. Nothing. Pseudo perfection work. Maybe you're nothing. getting Kindness, else. Nothing. Hats off of my head. We got a Nothing. couple sweatshirts last year. Nothing. Nothing. He did. I don't. What you did and I, I get? didn't get anything. What sweatshirt did I get? Didn't we get white ones? The whole department. Every got. the whole department got. We didn't get any special. Special. No. Nothing special. No. Which it feels like we should. Agreed. And I mean, we do now, name a, like, an honor. We've been so your that move that you just did though, legitimately hurt and scorned. Did he? He was yes. He was stopped him in his tracks. He went over and he the even mouthed a oh come on like as if he was disappointed by what you had done. Perhaps that's the way. You would, we had been trying to get more with honey than with vinegar. Call me balsamic baby. I like it. I like it. I like where your head's at. Browns fan Sugardale sponsoring grand opening events at Two Myers Stores with the Canton store on Friday May sixth. That felt store. good by the way. That really made I me wish feel good. You, it would have felt better Does for you. Does the rabbit have the gun now? If, <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I believe. I feel like it. Just even the reflection would have been a big win for you. If you see could have that? Because it was a legitimate. I think he was probably surprised. He was just su surprised and a little bit despondent that yeah. what had happened. Um, all right. Friday, May 13th, samples, giveaways, special appearances by Browns alumni and chops for store locations and more details. Visit sugardale.com slash events. Gibbe, can you get uh, a newspaper? I feel like next time he comes by, I'm just going to. <laughs> pop, yeah. a pop a newspaper. I'll grab one from my parents. They still get them. Yeah, thank they you. Still, yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that a great? That's a great up. move. It's a great bit. They used to do that in um in one of the uh, one of the high schools we played basketball in. Sure. When you would when you would get your intros, the whole student section would pop newspapers. Yeah, I like that. Not interested. Yeah. Don't even Liars. want to see you get introduced. Of course. What we to need to do. This is where I get Podolak involved. We get a giant newspaper that just says, "Who's Brad Mellon." And you hold it up when you read it. Or just like. Just stabbed in the back. Like we are. Yeah. We were stabbed in the back. Meloned. Meloned. Bishop Zagura. Knifed. Knifed in the back. <laughs> Gibby wants to know, give us the top three needs for this football team uh, that we still have to address. Post-draft, post-free agents. We get into that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Thank you. 
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are your business operations suffering from internal communication breakdowns? Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage. These guys are data scientists, also business ops experts. Your EOX Vantage team helps you build a streamlined communication system that brings together your email, chat, intranet, announcement, CRM into one clear flow. Your people, including those who work remotely, gain a centralized hub that encourages collaboration. No more disconnected communication methods that leave team members out of the loop or not on the same page. In fact, real everyday business problems are solved with EOX Vantage. See how other business owners are getting everyone on the same page by visiting EOXVantage.com for more. Gibby wants to know three things that still need to be addressed on this roster now that we're through free agency and the draft. Um, and also a fourth that no one is talking about. I feel like in certain extents we can just talk about the things we've been talking because I think those things are still out there to be addressed. Yeah, I think the three things are still pretty apparent what those yeah. – uh, although we added a new one. We added a new one. Two of them I think remain incredibly obvious, right? Number one, Jadevian Clowney. And we're seeing our guys recruiting him, new guys recruiting him, older player – Miles, rec everybody's recruiting Jadevian Clowney. I think that is number one. And if it's not Jadevian Clowney, then it's still like a veteran, a proven edge type of a guy. Bo. Question: Did have you heard him meet with anybody else? No. Okay, that's no. what I thought too. It does feel like it's just a matter of time. I, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. But no, but it. Kind of I, I will tell way. you that people people are very confident that Jadavian Clowney will be playing football yeah. for the Cleveland Browns this season. Yes, he is a guy that you know takes his time. Sure, he's looking to see. My guess is. The fact that he didn't sign somewhere in wave one or wave two of free agency tells you that there wasn't a team out there that was willing to give him monster money to be a number one guy. I think he loves playing with Miles Garrett. I think he loves this defense. I think he liked the way that he was able to produce in it. Nine sacks, the most he's had since he was a pro bowler with the Houston Texans. So uh, from that standpoint, I think he was quite pleased. On the other side of it, what I would say to you is he could also be waiting you know, to see now that the draft has come and gone, is there a major injury that happens somewhere? Is there a Carl Lawson situation that would make somebody more inclined to pay? I do think all things being equal, it is most likely that he ultimately ends up back here with the Cleveland Browns. But that is, that's number one. Number two for me is a speedy wide receiver, a speedy veteran wide receiver. I think asking Anthony Schwartz, to be that guy for you this year might be asking a lot. I think everybody wants to see him develop into that guy. We have to remember he's still very young at the position in his overall just life in terms of playing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are still options for you at wide receiver right now in terms of guys that are still remaining as free agents out there. So could it be... You know, you're taking a look at a guy like a Will Fuller. Could that make a lot of sense for you? A guy who has had a ton of success in the past with your quarterback, Deshaun Watson. So that feels like that's a possibility. Do you think T.Y. Hilton, a guy like T.Y. Hilton still has a little juice? You know, because you're not looking to break the bank with this. What you're looking to do is get a veteran who can stress a defense for your football team at a very reasonable rate. 
And so those are two guys. Now, Hilton's more on the, the, the tail end of his career, whereas Fuller still very much could be in his prime, but, you know, hasn't really been able to get on the field much lately. So I think that's that would be number two. And then number three for me is I do think we need a true nickel corner now. I think we need to get a guy on the nickel that that is what he does. That's his skill. That's how he makes his money. That's how, that's his bread and butter. Because with the trading of Troy Hill, yes, we can kick Greg in, and I think Greg Newsom can do it very, very effectively. I think that you want to have some depth there. And we're going to cross-train guys. We're going to give them opportunities. But I don't know that we have somebody on our roster that typically profiles as your slot corner. We hear John Johnson. That, you know, something he did in, in, with the Rams. And maybe we'll see some of that with our safeties as well. But I do think we can I, I think we can add a guy there. So I'm surprised you didn't go D-tackle as one of your three. Do you think that confident with who you have? or I mean, you've got five now, so that would be a, another spot where you say, All right, do you want to bring in a big veteran guy? I don't know that there's – we have to be very judicious, I think, with our money knowing yep. what's coming down the road. And, you know, is somebody going to be that much better than Sheldon Day? Because if you're looking at the roster right now, here's the deal. If you keep four defensive tackles – Barring injury, you just signed Taven Bryan. Yep. You drafted Elliott in the third round two years Meetings. ago. You drafted Togiai in the fourth round a year ago, and you just drafted Perrion Winfrey. So are you moving on from one of your draft picks already? Yeah. And then there's Sheldon Day, who just, I feel like, always seems to find his way onto the roster. Now, the Browns know that they were able to cut Sheldon Day, keep him on the practice squad, and then he ended up becoming a full-time member of the roster as it went on. But – it does feel like, you know, that's a room that if you went out and signed up, what, Akeem Hicks is out there if you signed somebody mm -hmm. like that? It just – then you're you're going to have to make a tough decision either on a guy you just gave money to with Taven Bryan or you're going to have to make a tough decision on a guy that you just drafted. And my guess, Bo, honestly, is we're a team that's going to play with two defensive tackles on first and second down and one on third down. Yeah. Do you want to hear what Shad Khan had to say about Urban Meyer? that interest you it really does <laughs> quote when you lose the respect the trust and an issue of truthfulness how can you work with someone like that Shad Khan told Jarrett Bell of USA Today hmm. he continues it was not about wins and losses I think when you know someone is not truthful how can you be around someone okay we had Doug Marone here four years we had Gus Bradley here four years I have nothing but the utmost respect and friendship with them and that's why they got the time, because it wasn't about respect or truth. It was a matter of wins and losses over four years. This is a much bigger deal than that. Was there a development? How'd that go? Did you have an exchange? Was that, do you feel like that was a fruitful? Of I picked these up. To read? Yeah. To read. And he stood there until I decided to put those papers down. And when I put them down, he was looking right at me. You know what he said? Hmm. I'm hurt. I told you. And you know what he said? This doesn't hurt me here. He pointed his foot. Then he pointed his knee. Nope. Elbow. And he said right here. And I said, you know what? I'm hurt. Me too. I'm Same. Hurt. Join the club. Yep. Join the club. You could have Shad prevented Khan, all of this. not hurt. No. Vengeful. Well, it makes me feel... Uh, it, you're saying... You're speaking my language right now with some of these things. Promises made. Promises Truthfulness. not Truthfulness. Right? Truthfulness. Yeah. Do you, you want to be around that? You're, you're Shad Khan. About putting that on him. I feel like it's if I was Shad Khan in this situation, I would have the sweatshirt. You'd have the I would just buy the factory that made him if nobody was yes. going to give me one. Does he have to cream. pay out everything? No, he does not. In fact, they have not reached a settlement. 
and Khan contends he was fired with cause, and I believe that they have plenty of evidence to prove that that is the case. That's my hunch on how this thing goes. Gibby has a little uh, a little activity for us. We'll do that coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Gibby, you have an exercise for us? I do, but first and foremost, Rex Chapman tweeting out, someone climbed the 60-floor Salesforce Tower in San Francisco today. Without a harness, they just climbed it. Is that the Transamerica, the old Transamerica building? The pyramid? No, it is definitely not a pyramid, if you go and look at it. And the guy looks like he's wearing, like, some socks that have good, like, uh, good traction and some gloves. There's no harness or anything. Why he, has he done this? He literally climbed to the top of the building where he was met with authorities and taken into custody. But he climbed 60 stories. Jeez. Yeah. You should look at uh, follow Is Philip that Lewis. Spider-Man? Philip Lewis, like, has a video of someone inside the office – as the guy goes past their window, climbing the the, uh, the building. Why is he doing this? No idea. But he did it. Congratulations on all your successes. So there's a lot of poles. There's a lot of things for him actually to. Yeah, there's a lot of things for him adhere to adhere to here. Yeah, but I mean, it's you not. You want to go sixty stories? No, of course not. I'm not an idiot. I'm just saying, like. This is a rel- like. There's a lot of benches for him to climb onto. I mean, this is this is as climbs go, outrageous climbs without harnesses. This is doable, and it's a consistent pattern that he's working with. Yeah, he's doing the same thing over and over again. Good job out of you. Uh, a fun little exercise. Oh, he made it, huh? He did. Made it all the way to the top. Good for you, Good buddy. For you, buddy. Buying you a beer and bailing you out of jail if I'm your buddy. What's the jail on that? Is that a night in jail? Probably. Then you got to get an attorney. You probably got to go to court because you're on private property. and I don't know. You didn't destroy anything. Yeah. But you're on probation for a little while. Been there. Done it. Uh, a fun little exercise. Time to pick the best team in each division of the NFL. Then... Okay. You can pick one team that's the best of the rest, but only one, and then we'll rank from nine to one. This is fun, Gibe. What a great thought by you. That's it for the week, kids. Tapped out. It's going to be a long week for you after I leave. I've got plenty of guests booked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, AFC East, Bills. Same. AFC North. Browns. i got to go Bengals right now. Come on. They're in the Super Bowl. What do you want? I'm going to have us coming around. We We're went 2-0 against them. We're 4-0 against Joe Burrow. They were, does that not Super matter Bowl. to you? Yes, it matters to me. I'm Apparently. just saying they were He's going to come Bowl. back around, oh, he said. It's all going to work itself out. I hope I hope we're the plus one for you then. It's safe. Okay. All right, yeah. uh, AFC South, Colts. Yep, same. AFC West, Chiefs. Chargers. Ooh. Okay. Uh, this is the fascinating one. The NFC East now. Cowboys. Dallas. 
Then again, maybe it wasn't. No. They're in fact, you, you have the, a pretty so you have easy the char- exercise. I mean, the Chargers would have to take a leap. they got to prove they can win. I think uh, they added Khalil Mack. They added J.C. Jackson. They've done a nice job. It's a, good, it's a really they good roster. their offensive line. It's just weird because they weren't as good as the sum of their parts last year. They're ready. It's time. Are the Chiefs? Mahomes. No Tyreek? Mahomes. I got to tell you. By the way, Sky Moore is going to do just fine there. That's watching, like if, of all the picks, that's perfect landing spot. That's, that's a good one. Watching Herbert in that game against the Raiders where he was just making unbelievable play after unbelievable play, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on him. And I think their D is. You know, by the way, we're not even talking about Denver, massive. who was really good anyway. Or the Raiders. They added, and they added Who Russ. went to the playoffs last year and added right. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, and, other, and Chandler Jones. Yeah. NFC North Packers. Yes. South Tampa. West That's the worst Rams. division in football is the NFC North. That or the NFC East. AFC South's worse than that. I don't think so. Well, it's the, you're talking about the strength of Green Bay. So Green Bay's the one. Green Bay's, yeah. You but probably, that, like Detroit, Detroit will be intriguing. Minnesota's Ch- South. Chicago's terrible. Awful. Terrible. I don't think Detroit's that terrible. No, I didn't say they were. I said they could be intriguing. I think it would go like this. I Actually, think, you know what? NFC South is god-awful, too. I think the one seed would be Green Bay. Two and three would be Indy, Tennessee. Four and five would be Minnesota and Detroit. If you were doing those two, yeah. Bucks I, and I, then Ram it again. I, I just would be my, by the way, NFC my. North. I don't. I I'm not. I'm still not sure how great the Packers are going to be. I get Aaron Rodgers and the Aaron Rodgers factor, but you still have to have people to throw the football to. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't. Watson will do great there. I mean, he'll do great, but but again, you lost three wideouts. No, I know it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. The um, we lost some stuff on the defense too. The NFC South's in that boat too. Like oh. Atlanta is in a conversation as the worst team in football. Yes, on a very short list. Uh, Carolina, I think they've botched everything the last two years. Everything that could be botched, they botched. They thought a year ago they're getting Deshaun. They tried this year to get Deshaun. They come away with nothing. They have Sam Darnold in a poo-poo platter. Matt Corral, just a mess, an absolute mess. Um, and the Saints. Yeah. Nothing there. Just muddling at five. Eventually, Tom's got to get old, doesn't he? Yes, maybe. So who's who? Who's your plus ones, a girl? Brownies for me. Cincy. Same. <laughs> well, here we go. Here we are. Although you could easily convince me with the AFC West, the best division. Yes, it's yes. pretty ridiculous. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Like you're forcing us to do this. Uh, all four of those teams would be, I think, in the overall top ten. You'd be cheating the exercise. Yeah. Or certainly overall top 12. Well, the three for, I mean, Denver, Kansas City, and L.A. would all be in the top 10 yeah. for me. Yeah. So. So who's number nine? Indy. Number nine. Yeah, Colts are nine. Cowboys, 10. Cowboys, eight. Or eight, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Agreed. Because we did nine instead of 10. Um, now it gets hard. Now I could make arguments for all of them. Everybody else is a Super Bowl contender. Yes. Okay. I put Cincy seven. Yeah. I mean, you would do us or Cincy. I did us six. So fine. Yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, I picked Cincinnati, so I'll go us, Cincy, us seven, Cincy six. Okay. Now comes the fun part. I've got Green Bay five. 
So I think the Bills are the most – I almost want to do this the other way. I think the Bills right now are the most complete team in football. I have them at number one. And then I would say – I still believe in the Chiefs, so I'd probably have the Chiefs two. I have the Rams two. I would have Rams three. I have Bucks, Tam- Packers. I have Tampa three, and I have the Chargers four. And then Packers, Bucks, or Bucks, Packers and in then, some order. And then Packers, Browns, Bengals, Dallas, India. Yeah. But if you're doing top 10 teams in football and you're doing that conversation, then I've got Buffalo, Cincinnati, us, and three in the AFC West. Seven so of adding... the top 10 are in the AFC West, in the AFC? That's right. Yep. And then the other three would be Green, Green Bay, Bay, the Bucks, and the Rams. And the Rams. Yep. Agreed. 100%. That's your top ten in the NFL. Yeah. There are, there are seven, seven or eight teams in the AFC that are Super Bowl contenders. There are one, two, three. I mean, who? there's only one team, I think, in the A, two teams in the AFC that go into this year and say, we're probably not ready to make a run at the postseason, and that's Jacksonville and Houston. Yes. Everybody else thinks that they're ready to make a Pittsburgh believes it. The Jets you're, probably believe it. well at the right time. Jets had a great draft. Dolphins, Dolphins got Tyreek Hill. They believe it. Patriots believe it. Everybody else. Think of that. And right now. 14 of the 16 think they're playoff teams. In the NFC – the only teams I think that probably think, okay, Cowboys and Eagles think it. There's no way the Giants and Redskins do, or Commanders, whatever. Commanders? I guarantee the Commanders. You think, think they it. think it? I think they do. Okay. They're delusional. Good luck. Carson Wentz. Good I think luck. they do. I'm not saying. To, okay, that's fine. I guess if I'm going to count the Jets, I can count the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, but I don't no, think. No, the Jets are better than the Commanders. Commanders have an excellent, one of the best defensive fronts in football. Okay, well, we said that, defense, but they have but no they it's a pro- well, I mean, who did they draft at receiver? Dotson. They got Dotson and McLaurin. That was a Antonio reach. Gibson. Logan Thomas. In the AFC North, NFC North, the Packers are a playoff team, think they're a playoff team. That's it. Minnesota can and, make and the playoffs. And Green Bay, that's it. NFC South, it's only the Bucks. I mean, I don't think the Saints, Panthers, or Falcons. None New of Orleans probably thinks they can make the playoffs. I'm sure that's their goal. Yeah. And then in the NFC West, Cardinals, Rams, and Niners. Yes. Think they're playoff teams. Yep. But I think there's only three teams in the NFC that think they're Super Bowl contenders. Packers, Bucks, and Rams. 49ers might. They got a real interesting. You hear Jam, John Lynch on Garoppolo? No, what did he say? Saying, talking they about. They might keep him, right? Well, they said that the, the surgery really screwed things up. Because it will it made put everything on hold. And they're not giving him away. So he may end up being back. And I think that's most likely. Because I don't see a trade scenario for him. So what do they do? Like, if he's better in practice, they have to play him. Of course. Unless Lance is made. So, But didn't they say it to, this year is it for Lance? Like, away we go? That's go what play? they said. But, I mean, what can they do? do are, are you hearing anything on Lance? Like, is there more to him than what we've seen? I don't believe that. Very quiet. They give up a lot. Nerd. They give up the three ones. Yeah. How's Pedro think about feel about this? He's not an optimist by nature. <laughs> You're it's, kidding. It's it's amazing <laughs> that I be, I actually am one. Uh, so he is no he he doesn't. You think were the yin to his yang that you balanced yeah. the house. Yeah, your joy balanced the house. That's what you were. That's where you came from. That's how it all worked. 
But how did uh, but how he, does always, he feel and about Yeah, you're right. He would when I tried to up my joy, he would squelch it. Of course he would. Nerd. Of course Nerd. he would bring it down. Right. Give me a coffee. Well, that's not blowing kisses at our equipment, man. There's pure joy walking. (laughs) Walking right through. How much, on a scale of 110, how much does she hate that we're talking about her on the show? Miss K. I mean, it's always favorable, so I don't think, I don't think. I felt like that was like, what do you want from me? No, I think she's just like, why are you you still staring at me? Because I like you. Because I like you. You're my wife. So what are they saying? What do they say? What's Pedro getting? What are his reports on Lance? Not optimistic. Can't not. I haven't heard anything out of there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, wild. the last two seasons, the Jimmy Garoppolo played. When he plays, they're a Super Bowl contender. He, they went to a Super Bowl. They went to the NFC Championship game and were right there. Yeah. They were a play that was perfectly called and schemed in the moment that did not work away from winning that game because I think once they stopped him when they had used that pulling motion and they actually yep. ran it back the other way and it got stopped and I think it burst some of Kyle's brain temper. Like he was like, wait a second. We've, been, we've set this up all playoffs for this moment it was the perfect call we got the perfect look and then one guy just wrecked this play and i think it just was like he's like this play was supposed to work yeah and then he punted and then it was it's done yeah by the way i know you're not hard of seeing but i would invite you to really quickly okay get yourself to my twitter you have to search it. you can search nathan zagura okay and you can find it and what you'll see is i retweeted a video of perry on winfrey how do you spell Zagura? Is it a Z A Z E? Thought it was an S. Z E G Zagura U R A, and Perrin Winfrey is doing squats with so much weight on it that the a bar, which is a metal bar, mm-hmm. is bending like it is a noodle. It looks like a noodle. Very good. Very very good. That looks like if I did that, it would put me through the earth. <laughs> I think you're right. Be like Bugs Bunny when he would lift the weight. It would yeah. come down. That's where you're at. Yeah. 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 He's a real one. He's a real one. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It was good to have John Johnson in here. It was great. Is it possible that now that we're back in this, he could be a friend of the program? I believe that he is a friend of the program. Working towards it. Yeah. If he, yeah, I like him, man. That guy was good. I enjoyed it. Very good. According to amateurs on amateur scouts on Twitter, we're saying that that was a minimum of 495 pounds that we were getting there from Mr. Winfrey. 495? Yeah, minimum. minimum. Yeah. I assume those are all 45-pound plates, right? They could also be hundreds. Oh, that's in play? In play. I mean, that feels like a lot. I don't think people do that. 495 feels like a great a number. ton. Yeah, it feels like a ton. I mean, that's they, like, when, anytime you get a, a steel bar bouncing. Bending like a noodle? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot going on. All right, next level coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.